0: Welcome to the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. On this episode, we're going to sit down and talk about the recently announced summer 2020 itineraries. Now that we've had a couple days to think about them, look them over, book one, pay a deposit. Here's my credit card number, (laughs) 601. Anyway, here, take that credit card back. We're done using it for tonight.
1: Yeah, we're going to need it on Friday, though, so let's not put it too far away. Yeah.
0: All right. So on Thursday, February 28th, Disney quietly <laughs> announced their uh, 2020... Quietly? Uh, t- quietly. It was up before 9 o'clock. 8 o'clock hour, we had the itineraries. But they didn't bother to really announce them until closer to, I think, 10 o'clock, 10.30. Anywho, the itineraries came out last week. Uh which kinda of thought was much of the same. But once you kind of peel it back, it's not really a lot of the same. It's it may look like it's the same stuff, but it's uh pretty diverse for the most part. First of all, we're recording this on Monday. The platinum and Disney's Golden Oak residents have booked. Of so. course
1: we're both of those. <laughs> right, <laughs> sure.
0: Or one of those. We've had some time, we've seen prices. We're going to talk a little, we're going to add a little more thought to this and just instead of just reading off the, you know, the new itineraries. But anyway, we'll, back to the wonder. That's kind of the, I don't want to use the word boring, but I feel like I'm going to
1: use the word boring. No, I, I wouldn't say boring. I think we've talked about this before that being that Alaska, you know, all cruise lines go to Alaska in the summer. It's kind of, I hate to say bread and butter, but. It works. People book it. People like it. I mean, look at us. We've been there once before. We're going again. However, I like the diverse itineraries and I like the longer cruises. I think Scott, you would agree with that, right? Absolutely.
0: There's. I'm not saying anything wrong with taking the Disney Wonder to Alaska by any means. I'm just saying uh, what I'm getting to here is in t- summer of 2020, uh, they're just doing seven night cruises out of Vancouver. Uh, if you remember, the last itinerary release ended. Uh, you know, they repositioned to uh, Vancouver, and then they went to, They go to Hawaii, and then they come back to Hawaii, and that's kind of where the wonder let off. And you kind of thought in these past couple years, they've been doing nine nights, a five-night Hawaiian cruise. I'm sorry, an Alaskan cruise, along with the uh, regular seven-night cruises of varying, you know, they've kind of toyed around with a couple different Alaskan cruises, uh, the seven-night variety. But in 2020, they're really just doing two different seven-night Itineraries. You've got the standard one that they've always done. Well, I say always, but they officially, Disney officially announced, a, what was it, earlier the, a couple months ago, a month ago or so, uh, that instead of saying they're going to Tracy Arm, they're going to Dawes Glacier, which is the glacier at Endicott Arm.
1: Right, I know that has confused some people. They have mentioned that um, Endicott, Tracy, Dawes, they think that they're all different, but Tracy Arm Fjord was one, and then, you know, Endicott Arm has the Dawes Glacier there. So they are one and the same. And I have to admit, we saw the Dawes Glacier. We loved it. It was great. It's a good experience.
0: The regular Seven Night is the same Seven Night, but it's listed as Dawes Glacier, Alaska, which is Endicott Arm. And really, it's the same area as Tracy Arm. It's just a fork in the fjords. You go north. To one south to the other. Yeah, it's great. But they're both great experiences. Uh, I shouldn't say I, we've we've never been in Tracy Arm, but Mm-mm. seeing Endicott Arm it was pretty cool. And
1: well, but the naturalist was the one that dug. Who was like, he said, Endicott "You're going was to a better glacier, yeah, yeah,
0: that's good." So they finally made the, the official statement because last couple of years with the ice and everything in Tracy, they've been unable to navigate into there. So Endicott has been the default, even though they've continued to say Tracy Arm and all like even on the t-shirts it said Tracy Arm. The other uh, so that's the, the major seven or the standard seven night cruise this summer and actually the October 24th 2020 uh, seven night Alaskan cruise was announced on last announced just a couple hours after the itineraries came out that that would be a Disney Vacation Club member cruise for 2020. So that's not bookable yet I believe the Date is October sixth. I'll check on that and put it in the show notes. That uh, that you know, for DVC members interested in booking, the uh, there are two dates for the alternate seven-night Alaskan cruise. What it does is it's pretty much the same seven-night cruise, except instead of going to Skagway, it goes to Icy Strait Point, Castaway Key of they the Castaway Key uh, of Alaska. Yeah, exactly. It's great. But if you're not doing a port adventure, you're kind of w- done walking around that port in probably two hours.
1: Honestly, I will tell you, if you are going to do... If you have Icy Straight Point and you're going to do whale watching at all during your trip, Icy Straight Point is the place to do it. You've got plenty of... T- you're in that port forever. Most of the cruises, it's like from 9.30 or 9 to like 6 p.m. You've got plenty of time to walk around. They've got a little like... F- forest there where there's kind of like this little nature trail which only takes it's a a, cool place to walk it's like a half an
0: hour to walk through it's like walking around castaway key
1: they have a little museum there which is cool the donut place is not to be missed you know the food there is fine they've got the uh alaskan food uh the crabs and stuff out there by the museum and then closer to where you where your ship docks they've got like a Place that's got beer and stuff. You can go Ooh, into the beer Huna. Flight,
0: The beer flight was full size beers in the beer flight for ridiculously
1: right. low price. But you're you're definitely done in a couple hours. So that we're doing that this year. That's my recommendation. Whoa, 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 whoa! We are. My recommendation is if you're going to book whale watching on any of the ports, because Ketchikan and Juneau, even if you didn't do anything, you can walk around still. They're they're towns. They're fun. Skagway too, to. um, but this is a moot point because you're switching it out for Icy Street that's my recommendation for whale watching excursions it's a great port, port for that the people there are super nice they've got it's great Icy Street is is good but again that's the port that whale watching or booking some sort of they've got that zip line there they've got some other stuff but whale watching is a that's a great place to do it and we'll be we'll be doing that here coming up this summer
0: Who's to me? Oh gosh,
1: Scott, <laughs> always the last to know everything. So that that
0: the alternate seven night, as I'm calling it here, where that goes to icy straight point, is January. Or I'm sorry, July 20th and September 7th.
1: September.
0: Yes, Ooh. I think it's the last one. Chile. Anywho, that I mean that's why I'm calling the Alaskan season kind of boring, just because it's back to the seven night. Cr- Cruises, no variation. There's no Hubbard Glacier, which we thought was amazing. Uh,
1: which we'll be seeing again. Oh, Scott's surprised again.
0: <laughs> and
1: But Scott, know. am I wrong? Isn't that all they announced for the wonder was just seven night sailing? Yes. So there's no five nights, there's nothing out of San Diego, there's no Cabo. No, there's
0: it just begins and ends in Vancouver doing Alaskans. Okay. And I mean the other thing, you're not getting any opportunities to go to Hubbard Glacier in twenty twenty. Or if you're interested in going to Sitka, that's also not an option in 2020. So they've really, I don't know, limited Alaska in terms of the port.
1: Well, they've made it easy. It's just seven, 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 yeah. seven instead of having to do a nine night and then having to make that up with, you know, the, fu- it's, the five. The ju- five night to get back on. Yeah, the Yeah, it just makes it easy to, to yeah. So, it's, but it works. I mean. Yeah. Alaska's great if you I mean, we've been there and we're going back. It's a place that you can revisit multiple times and see different things and, and it works, and they'll they should have a ship there like all the other cruise lines. so you know, good for them.
0: What ship do you want to talk about next?: I mean, I think we go to the
1: second most boring ship. Well, not not boring ship.: In terms of itinerary excitement, we go to the dream because she does her normal three and four with a few five nights.
0: Also. The four and five nights are featuring uh, two stops at Castaway Key here and there. Fan the favorite,
1: fan favorite for sure. Also, they always break the bank, but you know, as long as people will pay. So,
0: the Dream, June 2020, three four night sailings as usual for Canaveral, NASA, Castaway Key, and the four night has that sea day. That's the bulk of that's the bulk of the uh, summer offerings for the Dream. You've got the sprinkling in of a four-night, you know, that changes the port order, and then you've got a, a couple that are the four nights that have two stops at Castaway Key with a day in NASA, and then you have, you know, four or five nights in that early June. Like, if schools are kind of letting out, it's still kind of early. What do schools go to in June? because that's another hot topic of the summer
1: it varies so. for us we're out at like may 28th for some other people they are to mid-june so you know colleges are out in may i mean it definitely varies but what you usually have with the dream are people that decide that they either want to book a three four or five night cruise and then they kind of look at pricing and i, I don't really think that you know, people aren't studying the dream, going well. This one does this, and this one does that. You just kind of go with what date matches up and your price mm-hmm. range and all that good stuff. So, yeah,
0: because the five night double dips are June twelfth, June twenty first, June twenty sixth, and uh, July fifth. Yeah, so you're so out of
1: school, right? Yeah, so it's,
0: it's you're ramping up. You know, the schools are letting out. There's options if you want to go on a five night on the dream with two, two stops at Castaway Key and a day at you know day in NASA and a day at, and the end of the day at sea, but for the most part, that's what the dream's doing.
1: And if I were uh, a person that was looking at these cruises, I would absolutely wait until August. And I would book the ding, 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 the fantasy. Whoa, Be- whoa,
0: whoa, Hold on. You're getting ahead of the game here.
1: The big news, Scott, the big news is that the fantasy is changing things up a little bit. And the best cruise on the fantasy, it's not the nine-night. It's the three-night double dip to Castaway Key. Would you agree?
0: not enough sea days for my liking
1: I know but still so if you're looking for
0: those uh, double dips on the dream uh, sorry on the fantasy crazy right still can't really comprehend it you've got August 25th August 28th are three night cruises Port Canaveral castaway key and castaway key you figure that out it's pork Canaveral castaway key castaway key pork Canaveral castaway key castaway key so in one week you can spend four days at castaway key in Two days at Port Canaveral,
1: and don't think Did that, do that the they're, market? don't think that they're gonna just stay there docked. You're going out to sea. You're gonna make a square, and you're gonna come back. Yeah,
0: good times, good times. There's also another uh, on September f- 4th. There's another uh, three night. It's por- It's th- pretty much basic three night. Port Canaveral, NASA, and Castaway Key, and another three night, which is August 22nd. Port Canaveral, sea, Castaway Key. They also do a four night. Pork and NASA, Castaway Key, and a Day at Sea, kind of the standard dream for night. And then you know, when you just don't get enough opportunities to go to the Bahamas, NASA and Castaway Key, the fantasy comes again with five nights option on September twenty fourth. Pork and Avril, Sea, Castaway Key, NASA, Castaway Key. Or So that's that's kind of the uh, Bahamian offerings from the fantasy.
1: And why is the fantasy doing all these Bahamian offerings, Scott? It's crazy, right? Why is it? Well, if if you go
0: back to the dream, you'll notice if you were looking at kind of things, there was a there's an itinerary gap between August 24th and September 14th, 2014. So that would be, that would take it in the fall of 2020. The Disney dream was last in Dry Dock in 2015. So she's due. So The only thing I can speculate unofficially based on, you know, the timing of this is the dreams going to dry dock in 2020 and the fantasy, instead of trying to fill up, you know, seven night Eastern or Western cruise, they're going to kind of tap into that. You got to cater to that public. Yep. You know, those land and sea vacation options that they're going to miss out on at Port Canaveral, you know, with Walt Disney World. So seems like a logical thing for the fantasy to do to kind of bridge the gap between, you know, that time of year to offer a little of this, a little of that. And as a result of these varying itineraries, uh, you know, that are taking the fantasy off the Saturday departures, you know, those seven night Saturday departures, you've got a mix of five night Western Caribbean cruises. And there are actually two... Different versions of this itinerary, but it just depends on the order. It's flipped order. It's Port Canaveral, Day at Sea, Cozumel, Sea, Castaway Key, and then there's one off on the. There are a total of four of these five night Western Caribbean cruises on the Fantasy. There's July, and then three of them are in September. And those will just visit Cozumel, bookended by Day at Sea, and depending on which one it is, it goes to Castaway Key either on the first day or the last day. And then for the rest of the for the rest of the summer, you know, you've got the, the standard seven night Eastern Caribbean cruises with Tortola, St. Thomas and Castaway Key, or the Western Caribbean cruises with Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Falmouth and Castaway Key, you know, as your standard fare. And then now here's my favorite part. I don't know if you saw this today, Emily. Since when they announced the cruises on February twenty-eighth, in the past, the fantasy has been doing, you know, Southern Caribbean cruises. They've gone to Aruba yeah. and stuff. So they announced they weren't doing an 11 night this year.
1: They they couldn't get the arm, the leg, and the liver from people.
0: I, I don't know hmm. that the 11 night last year was went to Florida resident rates in March and remained available at Florida resident rates all the way up to sailing. And I almost want to say it opened up for cast member sailings too. If
1: I, I believe it did. So, and probably travel agent, which yeah. we're not privy to, but probably.
0: It, yeah, it, it seemed like it wasn't the best selling cruise, or they were having a hard time at least filling it up to You know, filling it up to, you know, Mickey ship is full kind of thing. There are no upgrades available. Status. So they. I'm getting it. They announced a nine-night Southern Caribbean cruise. And, you know, kind of in that, you know, summer period. And this one leaves on June 27th. Now, check out this originally announced Southern Caribbean cruise that goes to St. Kitts, Martinique, Antigua, St. Thomas, and Castaway Key.
1: Sounds like an Eastern to me.
0: I don't know. You've got two traditional Eastern ports, two traditional Southern Caribbean, you know, more or less Southern Caribbean ports, and one Bahamian port. So 2 plus 2 plus 1 does not equal a Southern Caribbean cruise. Mm. You throw a third Southern Caribbean port in there, I'll give it to you. But anyway, people commented on our post and on Twitter about this. And lo and behold, today th- this morning, I think somebody saw through it, even in the marketing materials they published in the press release, it said Southern Caribbean. So this was, you know, last-minute and afterthought decision, it got renamed to a nine-night Eastern Caribbean cruise, which makes the most sense. Correct. I'd say it's an Eastern Caribbean cruise with a taste of the Southern. Yeah. I mean... Accurate. You go far enough south to Martinique. Martinique's Southern Caribbean. Yeah, so it's But I think it's a stretch to call it a true Southern Caribbean cruise, if you're not going any further south or spending the bulkier time in the Caribbean, Southern Caribbean. Anyway, I, it was just funny that, you know, I noticed so many people were outspoken about the naming of this cruise. That funny that Disney kind of moved on the renaming of it, you know, on, by release day. So we've covered the wonder in Alaska. We've covered the dream and fantasy in the Bahamas and the fantasy in the Caribbean. Mentioned the dry dock for the dream alleged dry dock for the dream, suspected dry dock for the dream, whatever wording doesn't lock me in. And that leaves us to the most exciting ship, which which ten- you
1: probably need a whole podcast for because it's so exciting.
0: Right. So here's the deal. The Disney magic, which I, I haven't been shy about. This is my favorite ship. And one of the reasons it's my favorite ship, it goes to the, it has the most unique offer itinerary offering, you know, And more so than ever, in 2020, there are 16 cruises that were announced for the Magic in the summer of 2020. How many itineraries are repeated? What do you think? Uh, think You you told
1: me, but I probably wasn't listening. Zero. Right.
0: Zero. All 16 cruises, the actual itinerary is unique. I mean, you visit. You could visit the same ports multiple times if you were to go back to 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 back. I stopped counting.
1: So what you're saying is we should transatlantic on the Miami. Right. From Miami. And just live on the and Magic. Just stay there and then transatlantic back. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Okay.
0: But really, you're, you'll visit the same ports a few times, but really... It's fine. You stay on the ship that time. If you look at the offerings of the Magic, they're completely different. week. I mean, the itinerary itself is unique. Uh, in fact, out of those 16 sailings, 13 of them are brand new. I mean, and uh, I lost track. There are like six new ports of call for the Magic. Cool. Uh, one of them's... Uh, I'm gonna, just going to jump to it. They announced uh, Rostock, Germany is a port, and which is Wormannund. Butchering the word. You know, the Berlin kind of access port that has been used in the past. And somebody on... I think Friday emailed me about that, saying that, well, Rostock's really Wormannund I'm butchering the name. I'm sorry. But that's, anywho, uh, I I contacted, I just did the Disney Cruise Line chat, which, you can take that with a grain of salt, because that's what was available at that time, and I knew I could at least get a response from them instead of an email going to some trash bucket. And they did say they are going further into Rostock at a port that's not the Warmanoon Cruise Center, or... Okay. They actually said it's a different terminal than where they've gone in the past. So, as you might look on, you know, at least our site, we're showing Rostock, but we're also, you know, different than Ormond. Ormanound. that's because of the information I'm going on after I talk to the, you know, DCL's online chat people who actually are responsive to my questions, unlike other avenues. And so, that's, I'm honestly, I may, I may not know the actual truth of that until 2020 when they port. And I can see where they actually port. But It didn't
1: go there once, Scott. Is that the Northern European capitals, correct?
0: That's the Northern European
1: capitals. I, I keep calling it capitals, but that's from back in the day. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, we didn't really have any summer, um, you know. I, I, of course, had a wish list for 2020. And then, you know, we kind of thought it was going to be more of the same with Europe. We weren't exactly sure And so I thought, "Eh, you know, I'd love to do the northern European cruise and go to Sweden and, you know, maybe buzz over to Finland and, you know, DCL goes to Russia and and all that good stuff. And I thought, you know, maybe maybe we'll do that. But what I was truly hoping for, I cannot believe that Disney Cruise Line actually came out with. Um, But Scott, what you know, going back to the magic, let's talk about the surprises that they gave us.
0: They're going back to Greece.
1: And I have been personally talking about going to Greece for so long. You know, it's kind of funny. um, You know, Scott and I, one of our guilty pleasures is we watch Below Deck on Bravo. Below Deck Mediterranean spent time in Greece, you know, and I, I kept saying, look how gorgeous Mykonos, Santorini, Crete, we, we need to go to Greece. Greece would be great. You know, is Disney Cruise Line ever going back to Greece? I even priced at a different cruise line because it was taking Disney forever to, um, not forever, but their usual to announce their 2020 summer. And um, on Friday morning, as Scott was screaming from his office, Greece
0: Thursday morning
1: Thursday morning I'm sorry, like eight thirty began jumping up and down Gosh. with excitement, um, and yeah, Greece. I'm going to rattle off. just. But no Venice. No Venice. Not like last time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No Venice. No Venice. No Venice.
0: Okay, I'm just going to rattle off down the list of the itineraries. Just to kind of... I mean, I'm not going to go through each one in detail. Because
1: you can do that on Disney Cruise Line's website. Or or the blog. Or (laughs) DisneyCruiseLineBlog.com.
0: Which would be great. Because you can see these cruises today. If you're listening to this before your booking window opens. Anyway, I'm just going to rattle off the itineraries in order. 12-night Eastbound Transatlantic cruise from Miami to Barcelona. Then in Barcelona, 7-night Mediterranean cruise, followed by a different 7-night Mediterranean cruise, with another. Then followed by a 7-night Mediterranean cruise from Barcelona to Chidovecchia. Once in Rome, there'll be a 9-night Mediterranean cruise with Greek Isles from Chidovecchia. Sounds like an awesome cruise. Uh, then there's a 9-night Mediterranean with the Greek Isles cruise, you know, after that, which is features different ports, Greek ports. Then, when you just don't have enough Greek Isles options, they f- they finish kind of with a twelve night Mediterranean.
1: Oh, the one that you mentioned, Scott, as Croatia. Okay. Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, then, they kind of end their time in Shivaekio with a twelve night Mediterranean cruise with Greek Isles, but. It's kind of like the perfect Mediterranean cruise, if yeah, you Yeah, because it's
1: Greece and Italy, really. It's not just Greek yeah, Isles. It,
0: I mean, it is. I mean, it hits both the Med and the Greek Isles in kind of an entirety.
1: Yeah, totally. It's, agree. Not
0: the, it's not the standard Mediterranean cruise option with Greek Isles, but it does give you a full coverage over those 12 nights, and it ends on a sea day.
1: Which and is, it ends in Barcelona.
0: Yeah. And. So once in Barcelona, they're going to do a five-night Mediterranean cruise, a seven-night, or that, I'm sorry, I misspoke. That uh, five-night Mediterranean cruise is from Barcelona, and then following that, it's a seven-night Western Europe cruise, which is actually the repositioning cruise from Barcelona to Dover. In Dover, they're going to do a 11-night nor- Northern European cruise from Dover to Copenhagen. Is that the one that goes to
1: Iceland? Uh, The Dover to Copenhagen? No, that's the northern one. So the one on July 25th, the 11-night northern Europe one, is the one that goes to Rostock, Germany, the new port of Poland, overnight in St. Petersburg, Estonia, Stockholm. Um, That's a good one. I I thought that that would be a a very good cruise um, from Dover to Copenhagen. And then you go, um, you do some more northern Europe cruises there. Yeah.
0: The seven night. Oh, here's the 10-night from... Uh, I like
1: this 7-night here because it goes Estonia, Russia, Finland, Sweden. Like, that's another good one. Um, and then you go from Copenhagen uh, back to Dover, and that's where you have your Norway and Iceland cruise. But Which is different because
0: it's going to Reykjavik for just the day.
1: It goes to Reykjavik for the day. It doesn't go to... Ekaruri. And I really think that honestly... i give
0: up Kirkwall's on this one, right?
1: Yeah, I'd give up Kirkwall. It goes to Oslo and Stavanger though, which are great.
0: I'd rather spend another day in Reykjavik, Reykjavik than go to Kirkwall, but that's just my opinion from going to both, doing this years ago, but... All right. I,
1: then they still have a Norwegian Fjord cruise for you, um, and then they have the British Isles, and then actually, this one, this is a great cruise. Um, the, the Five Night from Dover... That's Amsterdam, Belgium. Um, You go to, you can overnight for Paris, which would be awesome, and then back to Dover. So it's a quick five night, which I'm I'm thinking that they want people to bookend the seven and the five night together. Um, You know, but if I lived in Europe, I would definitely book this. I mean, this is cool. This is a cool cruise um, to go to Amsterdam, Belgium, and Paris. So. Um, the magic. She she certainly keeps it dynamic, and um, I'm glad that it's not just your typical, you know, same old same old med with, you know, Norway and Iceland and all that good stuff. So I think they've done it. They've done a good job this year with the magic.
0: Yeah, I, I've like I've always said I love the magic for its uniqueness of itineraries, but they really went above and beyond this year with, kind of basically saying, here's our allotment. We're not going to really. I mean, there's repeated stuff, but...
1: Well, the crew likes that yeah. though, too. So, you know, happy crew, happy guests, happy everything. They get to go all over, and you're right. You get to visit several different ports, but um, you could visit it multiple times. But still, I mean, there's there's a lot to do in, in all those ports. So, I mean, look at Scott. We did the Mediterranean cruise, and in the one port in Italy, we chose to go to Pisa and a winery in Tuscany. We can go back and go to Florence. I mean, there's still... A lot to see and do you know so i was pretty excited i was you know booking is always get you on pins and needles until you get that reservation in your in your inbox and um you know we got it and and we were glad and we're looking forward to next summer for sure
0: I, i think what you're kind of seeing though with the fantasy doing bahamian cruises the five nights and the magic i'm sorry the dream you're familiar with an earlier post, I think it was late last year, Port Miami. It was revealed that they're working with Disney Cruise Line on bringing a full time Dream Class ship to Port Miami with you know a dedicated cruise terminal. And by doing that, that would be a year round uh, deployment for Disney Cruise Line at Port Miami with five, five, and four night cruises. Which I say that just kind of going off what has been made public record out of, you know, the Miami Dade you know, information, but it's kind of, I think it's kind of also sampling, you know, those, uh, additional five and four night options, the five night Western, the five night Bahamian cruise
1: on the magic. But you're getting ready for those which, sister ships,
0: which, uh, that could very well be what we're going to see out of Miami once the new ship comes to Port Canaveral and there's a redeployment to Miami. So those cruisers are kind of, I, I, it's my personal opinion that those are kind of, you know, look to the future. Obviously, these are out of Port Canaveral, but, you know, this is potentially what we could be seeing in a few years. When a Dream Class ship is deployed to Port Canaveral year round, I mean, sorry, Port Miami year round. Doing five, five and four night cruises between the Bahamas and... Probably the Western Caribbean and Lighthouse Point, which will be coming online eventually. Lighthouse Point. Yeah. Nobody's talked about Lighthouse Point in a while. <laughs> anyway, so as awesome as the magic itineraries are, we kind of just glanced over them because really there's so much detail in there. It's pointless to listen to me talk about it. and I'm going to butcher some of the names. Anyway, it's just go and check them out. They're really cool. Some of them are really cool. And we, uh, since... The cruises are online. Depending on when you're listening to this, I hope to publish this on Tuesday when the gold booking window opens. But the uh, and since the prices aren't online, I usually send people to the disboards uh, Disney Cruise Line forum where they have usually an opening day thread where people post quotes. It's you actually know, a very helpful thread. It, yeah, it's it's been long going. You know, back in the day when you could only call and the prices weren't even online until you know uh, first time cruisers could book you know, general public. So it's a very helpful place. Uh, this year, you know, I got a lot of people asking me about pricing because, you know, Disney stopped giving starting at prices a long time ago, years ago. So people don't, I mean, even up until this morning, Emily and I were unclear of, you know, is this cruise priced accordingly to what we want to pay kind of thing?
1: Yeah, we had our top three choices. Yeah. And, you It came know,
0: down to what they came out at,
1: right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, we were hoping for Greece, and if that didn't work, then I was, you know, my third choice. Well, the family's third choice would have been one of the Northern European ones because we haven't done that yet. So, So, you know, we had our...
0: Part of the problem is your booking window opens, but you want to book early in the morning because that's when things are the cheapest. Especially if you're using a travel agent, you're putting in a request, you know, with your agent to say, I'd like to book this cruise, but, you know, if... You know, that time it takes to go back and forth with the travel agent, because a lot of it's done online now, uh, you know, it might be, you know, that cruise could be creeping up a couple thousand, you know, a couple hundred, a hundred dollars yeah. is, throughout the day. And so after getting a couple messages and stuff about pricing and I, I pulled all the pricing, just kind of the baseline pricing for two adults, uh, for every single cruise of the 2020 summer sailing and put them in a post today. It just it's it's real baseline. Like I said, two adults. You know the start the starting available price for inside ocean view veranda and concierge. It's just kind of like if you were to go to the website, it's kind of the same format across for the sailing of you know the start kind of the lowest starting price. And af- would include taxes and fees. Yeah, yeah, that you know port fees. Yep. Taxes, mm-hmm. port fees, whatever. You know, line for you know double occupancy. Just kind of give you an idea to see. You know, you you may already have, depending on where your threshold is for wanting to book a cruise, if you're worried about the price, kind of getting a rough idea of what it is for two adults, then maybe not waste time having a travel agent call for you or, you know, what what have you. It's kind of give you a better idea of where you're at when your booking window opens. Obviously, you know, what I posted in that, you know, article today may not be the same price as tomorrow. And the next day and so on, because it's all subject to current availability and, you know, people putting cruises on hold, which if you're not really serious about the cruise, I'm just going to get on a little soapbox. Don't put cruises on hold if you don't really want to, aren't serious about booking them. Drive the price up. Because you're driving the price up, and once you release that hold and the room, it's great that you put your room back into inventory when you don't pay your deposit after 24 hours, but guess what? The pricing doesn't drop down to the previous tier accordingly at least from what we've been told. Definitely not. So you could have, you know, all of one category get booked up or held on booking days, and only 50% of those rooms actually have deposits paid and people stay in. But guess what? The price has already gotten jacked up for those that category, and so you're paying premium for the rest of the rooms. You got it. I could be wrong. So if this has changed since the last time we've been told about this, let me know. Wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong, but it's worth knowing. But
1: I mean, and you know the way pricing goes in the summer, too, is the earlier in the summer, you know, in June, it's always a little less expensive. And then it starts to kind of peak in July, beginning of August. Then it starts to taper off end of August and September. And it Disney definitely uses the surge pricing with the school. So mm. we happen to be fortunate that we're out at the very, very end of May around Memorial Day and then we go back to school early august so we would are able to make use of the you know s- lower end pricing in you know the beginning of june um, and then there are the p- folks that have the school schedule that you know is in they start back at the end of august so it definitely varies but i mean i have to admit i was i, I don't want disney cruise line to hear this but i was presently surprised to see some of the things they were charging and then others of the things you just kind of like laugh and they say. They don't
0: listen to anything That's true. Other,
1: other stuff you kind of laugh at and you're like, forget it. So,
0: I mean, that's kind of the summary. I'll, I'll put links in the show notes to what we've got. And by the, potentially by the time you're reading this, everything's going to be on Disney's website. And, you know, happy booking. Have a question, comment, rumor, or just want to say hi? Call 321-765-3252 to leave a voicemail and we just might include it in a future episode. You can reach us via the comments section on the website, email at contact at com Twitter at The DCL Blog, and Facebook Facebook.com slash Disney Cruise Line Blog.